0: In today's show, we're going to review our last episode with Bernard from his journey with his Porsche 356s. We're going to cover some Porsche news, plus what we've been up to with our cars. I'm Mark from the occasional on YouTube, always on other social media as Mark and Cars. And I'm Ajmal
1: and Flackup Driver on Instagram and YouTube and uh, listen in for hopefully a riveting hour or so of content. This is
0: Porsche Talk Podcast. G'day, Ajmal. How have you been, my friend?
1: Yeah, not bad. Uh, today, I woke up and I was thinking, oh, do you know what? I just feel a bit flat, mostly because we're recording on a Monday. And the weekend, I haven't really slept, because, mostly because... My wife went out on Saturday night. And it's the night that my daughter, three-year-old, decided to play up overnight. Like, just up every hour. And then my wife came crashing in <laughs> at 3 a.m., proceeded to talk to me for the next two hours. Yeah, yeah, oh, nice. Why are you still awake? What are you talking? And then she confessed that she'd had three Jaeger bombs. Jager and bombs? You know what a Jager bomb is, don't you?
0: Yeah, but, like, isn't she yeah. like an
1: adult? Shot of Jager... She is an adult. That's what I said to her. And uh, I shot a shot of Jaeger in some Red Bull. And So she'd had three Red Bulls. So she wasn't and, sleeping. Uh, she, exactly. So there I and then I go, okay, that explains it. Uh, so yeah, just I haven't slept over the weekend. So I'm a bit flat, but quite a lot's happened over the last week. So, but we'll get into that in a second. How are you?
0: Oh, young. Yeah, Travel like a champion. Oh, I also suffered from a lack of sleep over the weekend. I usually take the opportunity the weekend to catch up on sleep as I start work very early during the week. And uh, But we decided to go mountain biking on Sunday morning. Regardless, it was a uh, great weekend, nonetheless, as most weekends are. Let's talk about Porsche. What have you been doing? Yes. Been driving, been parking cars, been <laughs> cars breaking down, cars been getting washed, maybe? I don't know. What's been going on? Uh, well, a couple of th- couple of things. Yeah. So
1: I um I went on like a two hundred mile journey in my nine nine six. Ah, so good decision. I had to go somewhere, and yeah. and my uh, wife was out in our you know day to day wagon. Uh, so I took it, and it was mostly motorway driving. So which is, which is fine, but as you know, it's got like a couple of warning lights on. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, on the way back. Uh, because you know the, the brake pad lights has been on for a while yeah forever and i yep. don't really yeah i don't really use it but this time i had to use it and uh it it got through to the metal on the way back oh yeah nice sounds so, so you know you know when you feel physical pain every junction you come to and you've got a brake and you're starting to think should i start using the handbrake to slow down and you're there no i don't want to mess that up as well bit of engine braking uh, so, going yeah. on was it uh, yeah, I tried that, and uh, so now I just need to book it in for. Because I always knew that it needed discs, so it wasn't like I was worried about oh the discs are going to get ruined. Sure. I always wanted to change those. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how bad they are they were before, but I just felt like I'm going to change the pads. I've not changed the discs before. I couldn't find the last receipt. You know, I didn't want to sit there for hours working through the service history, um, and I just thought it's got a bit of an edge. There's a bit of rippling across the disc that I can see through the wheel. You know what? Let's change the disc as well. So now it's booked in for that. So I, that, that wasn't
0: very good. This time you're serious. You're actually going to do the brakes.
1: I, I mean it. I mean it. When, when I get around to it, it's going to happen.
0: Yeah. Okay, um, yeah. I can I'm outdo gonna... that. You know, normally you're the one that has borderline catastrophe in your Porsche. I'm going to outdo it this week. Oh my God. No. What's happened? Ran out of fuel in 356. What? What? How, how did you let that happen? Well, you sort of take for granted in a 356 because you've got a reserve switch. You've you got a fuel tap inside the car that you can switch between open and reserve. Oh, right, yes. It turns out the fuel cock, you know, the thing that has the switch on it, the reserve yep. bit may not work as well as I'd anticipated. <laughs> but, as in, it doesn't work at all? <laughs> yeah, because I anticipate it working. The good news was... I was only a short walk from a service station because I was at a hardware store and as I went to go again, nothing. Okay, so I had to walk down to the service station, buy a jerry can, not happy about that, right? (laughs) And then, obviously only put five litres in or a little over a gallon for the American listeners, of which I found out there's many, but we'll come to that soon. And um, yeah, the... I was bitterly disappointed in myself. And I was just having one of those afternoons. Like, I had to go down the store, down to the hardware store to buy a chain for the chainsaw because the chain broke on my chainsaw because I was helping my next-door neighbor cut down a lemon tree. And I bought the wrong chain, so I had to go back to the hardware store. And that's when I ran out of fuel. So, oh, I don't know. It was just one of those, you know, hours to two hours of your life that you go, What's next? But so, so before we move, nice. before we move on,
1: before yes. we move on, yeah, you can't just gloss over the fact that you've got a chainsaw. What are you no. talking about, <laughs>
0: I'm a grown man. Of course, I have got I've, a chainsaw.
1: I I know, but I've been having this debate recently with somebody. By recently, I mean yesterday. Yes. That uh, I I really want a chainsaw. Just buy one. So, so you know the garage that we want built. Hmm. Now I've, I've been going through the quote recently, and I'll, I'll, I've put the uh, the photos up on instagram of what it was like with all the shrubbery greenery trees growing and what it now looks like because it's been cut down and Uh, all the quotes that i've had they quote two thousand pounds just for clearing the the hedges and so you need to flick you need
0: to flick some manhood with a chainsaw
1: exactly but i you know but as it was all of those quotes were high so i just got a local guy who does all the tree work there's a lot of trees in the village and everybody has his number on speed dial because of course he's about to fall or branches coming over he just turns up and he's just like a, a like a chimpanzee straight up the tree the guy's about 55 he's straight up the tree chainsaw lop it off and he, and he just chips it up takes it away arborist is that the term uh, it's, uh, I don't know I'm going out on a limb here know, It's crossword,
0: saying, yeah, clue isn't it Anyway, carry on
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll edit that in later okay. um, <laughs> To make it sound like we know what we're we talking about We probably won't <laughs> Yes, um, so he chips the stuff Takes it away, but instead of the £2,000 yep. He wants £500 And he's cleared it all away And taken it all away Perfect. And I, was thinking, I, I want I want a chainsaw Yeah, but then you don't but then when the
0: We're cha- going to chip it all up and everything you can get well, he tipped it, it all up and, cut cut and took it, it away. Yeah, but if yeah, you exactly. had
1: done it, uh, yeah, that's true. I would have. He did leave all the wood as as little mini logs, so I could put them in my fire.
0: No, nah, the real question you need to be asking yourself is why you didn't get the opportunity to burn it down.
1: Because I, I next to the fence for next
0: door. Oh, it's a bit of yeah, like a bit of risk. You take these sort of risks when you brakes in your car, where that actually affects a lot of people out in the road.
1: No, 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 I just, I don't take any risks with that. I, 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 I don't break that much anyway. Don't bring so lodged but... in his
0: discussion, Mark, for Christ's sake.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. But anyway, the, the question I, real question is when the chain broke.
0: Yes. What happens? Does it come flying off? No, not really. It sort yeah. of just jams yeah. up in the motor section and you have to take the cover off and pull it out. It's not the first time I've had a chainsaw chain break. Is it it petrol or? No, this one's electric. I find the electric ones, you tend not to try and uh, bite off more than you can chew because you're aware of the limitations. When you're at a two-stroke, right, you're invincible. You're like, they make movies about you in Texas. You know what I mean? It's just
1: Okay, okay. I do Uh, own a lot of two-stroke
0: garden uh, tools, though. But that's not really what this podcast is about.
1: No, No, it's not. No, it's not. No. We can talk about this offline. Uh, yeah, you, so yes, we'll, we'll talk about it uh, another time. Yeah. Um, so you were saying that after you'd been, obviously the second time, it's been about a week. Um, the, what happened after that? Was it all fine after that? Did you manage to sort it out? Or yeah, of course. Put fuel in it.
0: Two turns later, the thing starts up again. I do have a inline electric fuel pump that I put in the car probably about 18 months ago to prime, the carbs, if the car's been oh. sitting for a little while and that makes the starting process somewhat easier, especially if you run out of fuel to fill up the bowls of the carbs, <laughs> as you can imagine. The um, And what else is going on with 356? Oh, it's booked in tomorrow actually to get some exhaust work done. I've got a couple of exhaust leaks because my Dunsk sports muffler and the J-tubes that come from the front of the motor that go into this muffler, the J-tubes are probably about 20 millimetres too short Three quarters of an inch For those American listeners again Mm -hmm. And the um, As a result It doesn't seal that well So it does a bit of backfiring and stuff But anyway I'm putting the original J-tubes on With the heater um, Boxes again And getting all that sorted out tomorrow But I actually need someone to Do that at an exhaust centre It's outside of my skill set Rather than Like I did take them in there And say look Can you just extend them He said look Why don't you just let me do it properly And I said yeah (laughs) Okay, he says, look, here's, here's a photo album of the cars I've worked on in the past. and It's about 23.56. This guy's been doing it for about 30 years, you know, and he remembers every single car, every 3.56 he's ever done, you know. So, yeah, you're my guy. Okay, yeah, let's just do it. Nice. Oh, that's pretty good having somebody local who can do that. I think it gets even better. I've got to work at a um, another location tomorrow, and it's two doors down from there, so it's very convenient. The whole thing's coming together. Oh, nice. nice.
1: car's actually getting... So you can get
0: reviewed by a YouTuber on Wednesday, two days' time. So I thought I'd better oh. at least minimise the backfiring if he's going to try and film inside the car. Uh, is it? Is it anybody we know? It very likely is, but I'll talk about it after the event. Okay, okay. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I think um, it might I... be. We'll see how it goes. But may not get, he may not. Um... Publish it, you know, if it doesn't work the way he wants it to work. That is true, that is true, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll hopefully hear about it. Yeah, no doubt. In a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And tell me, is the 912 and, um, just collecting dust in a shed and not being fixed with a steering problem still?
1: Yeah, that's just staying where it is. The, our daily wagon, the Audi A3 2009,
0: has got a puncher. Um, oh, I had no so, idea about the 912 right. steering, by the way, separate to what everyone was talking about. Go on, then. I actually replaced the steering coupler on the 356. I forgot to mention that. Yes,
1: someone said that on YouTube. Someone made that mention recently. It's the coupler. Where is that? Where is that? That is in
0: between the steering wheel. So the column that goes down from the steering wheel Mm -hmm. joins a coupler. I don't think it's the same uh, between the 356 to 912 because the 912 would have 911 front end, which Mm. means it's got a rack and pinion steering, whereas the 356 used a steering box. Yeah, worm gear, uh, peg type setup, right? Yep. So I assume the steering will be different, but the coupler um, is typically a piece of rubber with metal inserts in it that are bolted between the steering box and the collapsible steering column, if you get my drift. And, and
1: that's a, I can see that under the hood car.
0: No, there's right? usually a panel you lift. I don't think you'll have one in a 912. That's my two cents. You may have, I don't know, but no. I'd be surprised if there is. But anyway, that there in mine, there's a gentleman that makes um, problem solver parts for 356s and 911s in the US called Ron Ladau. Shout out to Ron. He's got a business called Precision Matters. Great guy. Comes up some great solutions like full oil bypass kits for 356s, dipsticks with a thermometer built in, things like this. You know, just little things that are nice to have in your car that make the car work better. Anyway, he's developed a new steering coupler replaced a rubber thing with an aluminium with rubber inserts in it. And to give you an idea, my steering coupler piece of rubber was still the factory one from 1960. So you can, I thought, rather everyone that replaces them says the car handles better, feels better when you replace it. They're not lying. Mm. So that old, (laughs) and it also, because it was rubber and, you know, the steering, if you can imagine, there's four bolts in it and the steering box end is offset by 90 degrees to the steering column end with the way it bolts in, as the rubber collapses, the steering wheel gets further away from the driver over time. (laughs) It's not much. It's like, I think mine moved like five millimeters. So when I replaced it, my um, uh, indicator cancelling stopped working because of the tab that's inside the steering yoke, right? Because it dropped down there. But what I... There's actually an adjustment of the whole, um, the, the I guess the underside of the steering column. That's on a. Um, it's got about ten millimeters of adjustment that you can move it back and forth to cater for this problem. I anticipate from the factory, oh, so I just had to adjust that. But anyway, that's all done, and the car yeah steers beautifully. Gone back to stock wheels, stock tires as well on the car recently because oh, no. it's got a couple of shows coming up that it was invited to. So I'm um, putting the car back to relatively as normal as. Possible compared to the, you yeah, know, yeah. hot oh, roddy so look you, that it's you're had.
1: Doing quite, you're doing quite a lot of stuff because um, just tinkering you know, really. Because yeah, because I'm not doing anything with my nine twelve, and and I think I think it might be the damper because the, the 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 collapse that happened, the whatever happened, it happened instantly. It wasn't like a gradual oh, deterioration. I didn't I didn't get the time. finish.
0: I don't believe it's a damper, because no? the wheels would still turn in the same direction each. The only thing the damper does right is slow down how fast the wheels turn effectively, you know? So mm. I actually think it's going to be something like one of the um, tie rod ends or something is sheared because it's almost like one wheel's going independent of the other from your reaction on that video that I watched.
1: Well, it was, so the, the steering now is offset to the left. And remember it's left-hand drive, so it's offset to the left and it feels like it's not touching the ground at the front. The steering, the light, is anything.
0: Yeah, um, I re- yeah and I reckon that's because one of the wheels isn't turning the way it's supposed to. I, I And I reckon it's turning to the left because that would be also um, a bit driving on the left-hand side. Yep. Right? The curvature yeah, of the road right would angle the wheel in that direction if it wasn't doing where it's supposed to do. That's my two cents on it anyway.
1: Oh, so now now that means that I probably shouldn't drive it over to Jack's because it's about 10
0: miles. <sighs> You know what you could do? You could just, when you go, next time you go there, just take a jack, not the jack, right? And um, (laughs) lift the front of the car and actually stick your nose in there and have a bit of a look-see.
1: Yeah, because I I did, I turned the wheel on both sides and there was no play in the wheel. With
0: the, with it off the ground? No, on the ground. Yeah, I reckon lift it.
1: But what happened was, as I was turning it, it was really easy for me to turn the wheel. And I just thought, is that because it's just so light at the front?
0: I reckon, no, there's no, the steering damper doesn't do, I don't reckon it'd be. Anyway, we're speculating, okay? And. um, Yes.
1: So next week, I shall, not next week, next time.
0: Flatbed it, just flatbed it to Jack's, will you? Yeah, I'll have to do that. And then I'll report back. It's, It's too important a thing for it to go wrong.
1: Yes, exactly. And. At first, I thought, oh, it might be the damper. And then I thought, well, I'll just drive it over to Jack next time I'm in it. But I need to get the pads done first and then, you know, take it from there. Yeah, good <laughs>
0: one. Um, Porsche released a new model car in the last few days. I did notice that, yes. Carrera
1: that, T. Yes, Carrera T. Now, your face is telling me. I know this is not video. We're on a podcast. But your face is... is Giving me a confused look. A Carrera (laughs) T. Look, I think
0: the fact they've brought out a 992 Carrera T, it's not really gone. In the 991 Carrera T, it was sort of designed initially as a lightweighty type, low production number, seat of the pants driving experience. Get all the weight out of the car. Yeah. Like you had to tick the no-cost option to put the radio back in. Rear seats were an yep. option. They came standard as manual. PDK was the, the no-cost tick box. Anyway, after talking to the local Porsche dealer here, turns out everybody ticked all the boxes and it didn't end up that way.
1: Oh, so it's... So most career T's yeah. end up
0: as PDK, back seats option, put all the radio and everything there. Yes, we want aircon. And really mm. end up just being a Carrera with a T badge. Yeah. Now Porsche so appreciated I... this, and mm. now the Carrera T is just a Carrera with a Carrera T badge. Comes some nice colours. Just... Interior is yeah. a little bit different. I appreciate, but the reality of what the intent was with the 991.2 is a long way away from what they're now offering the Carrera TS. Which begs the question. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you again. Mm. No, go on. You're paying a premium for it over the Carrera. Mm. You do get stuff chucked in, don't get me wrong. But here in Australia, it's only another 10 grand to go to a Carrera S. Now, when you go to a Carrera S, you get big motor, you get more power, you get more items of standard that aren't options. That's an I'm, extra five thousand pounds, and when you're in that stratosphere already, you, I'm not. I don't know who the customer is.
1: Yeah, Go. yeah cause I think that's the, that's the big yeah that's the big question, isn't it? Who is it for, and what is it for? Because, like you say, if you tick everything, you, you're basically in a Carrera with a different colour or uh, a slightly different look. But at the same time, if you don't tick any of the boxes then i can understand that it might be more drivable it might have more um, it might have more um, usable power it just might be geared differently i, I don't know oh, until because i've, got one, very, I've
0: got one thing very important here in australia i don't know if this is a case elsewhere in the world you can't get a carrera base carrera as a manual in australia but the carrera t comes as a manual option so if you wanted to, if you wanted to three pedals you've you've got mm. to take the Carrera T wait wait you
1: hang on that that's just blown my mind you, I, I have to, I'll have to check if that's the case in the UK I never would have thought that would be the case that you can't get a base 911
0: in manual you can't here yeah. doesn't make sense it's, no you can only get I think you have to go to an S or a GDS one of the two to go to a um the seven speed gearbox
1: that seems a bit it, it kind of takes away from the whole thing of having, because cause the base Carrera for all that time, you know, people always thought a well, base Carrera, that as long as you've got a base Carrera, everything's great. It's two wheel drive, it's manual, it's a hard top. Everything's fantastic, rear wheel drive. Whereas if now you go, well, actually, I want the base Carrera. I don't want to spend X tens of thousands of pounds. Turns out nobody um, bought
0: that. That base Carrera with PBK. No, the, the base career with manual, you know, a base career in manual with no options is probably rarer than a Carrera GT.
1: I don't know. I just, I mean, maybe it's my, my,
0: my it's your 996 in you. You're thinking what cars were like 25 years ago.
1: I probably am. Who's the I customer? What, like who's going bad. out to
0: spend 300 grand on a 911 today? They don't want to shift their own gears yeah exactly
1: and also they they are a base carrera isn't going to get it'd be sat in a garage and you're going to pick it up in 5 years time with 5000 miles on it they're going to get used people are going to drive them to work people are going to use them at the weekend do you see getting
0: do you find, do you reckon 992s are getting driven mm-hmm. as only cars or as dailies
1: um no but they they must i see them around yeah same. it doesn't help but it doesn't it, but the thing is my being out and about, seeing them around is skewed because I'm less than five miles from the UK headquarters of Portland. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I see within a 10 minute walk from my house is a Lamborghini Aston Martin Bentley dealership. So I see lots of those around. I hear them sure. go past my house. Yep. Um, so my view of that is skewed. But the, the thing is starting at the 996, obviously, which is why you see so many. It was the first mass produced. So you see so many of them for sale now that are manuals and they've got, you know, the moon and back mile, mileage on them because only people in the use UK.
0: It's only in the UK. It's only in the UK. The UK has the cheapest 911s in the world. I'm going out on a limb here. You go and look on, go on to bring a trailer, go on to Auto Tempest. You have a look what a, you convert the value of what a 996 costs you in the USA. You look at it in Germany, you look at it in Italy, you look at it in Spain, you look at it in Australia. Everywhere you your cars are worth nothing over there in comparison, and that oh, that's you I'm not critical of. It. Oh, I can tell. Ta- mm-hmm. Ashmo, you can't even buy. Look at your Boxster. You sold that for less than two rear tires cost on a Boxster in Australia. Yeah, that is true. Someone's still driving that around. Good on them. <laughs> but and your nine nine six, you know it's just. You don't buy 996s for less than £30,000 Australia in Australia. They don't exist. And I'm talking a flogged one with a blown IMS. Wow. You know, it's just a whole different, it's a different world over there in the so UK. This, so what you're
1: saying is that it's an anomaly, the market over here, and the way that the cars have been used because they're a bit more, they're not, one of those things that you just keep in a garage and have mega low mileage and then sell it on in five years time, because it's just because the market works differently here. Yeah, so that must do. Be like, yeah, you
0: guys flog your cars. That is true. I think it might. It might also be a space thing. Like most, I don't know many people that have a nine eleven as their only car. Mm,
1: I mean, to be fair, I don't know anybody who's got a nine eleven as their only car apart from me. <laughs> <laughs> so i i guess that yeah that's true I, I I mean maybe that's something that we need to hear from people um well i'll, I'll put um
0: send us a message uh, instagram or instagram us out. or do something yeah. let us know people how are you using your cars
1: yeah because how many people will have a i lots of listeners I'm, I'm hoping there's more than four today uh will have 996s and 996s are the ones that are i still feel is, is the car the 911 for the masses almost um it's when stuff goes wrong that's that's when it becomes expensive of course like anything but it's people have 996s do they use them do they use them a lot do they care about putting mileage on them do
0: they use them today like they were used 20 years ago
1: yeah because you know 20 years ago they would have been people would have bought them as dailies because mine you know had packed on the mileage if you look at the service history it the mileage was average mileage from Well I, I know God.
0: I know you and I met through um, Michael's podcast Porsche Cult right Yes A lot of his listeners are in that 996 997 sweet spot of ownership like you know 911 entry is we're talking about here that the cheapest path to 911 ownership is through 996, 997.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. To that end, we know a lot of his listeners also listen to us because of the messages and the Instagram contacts we both have. Let's hear from some of those guys. They're, li- they're, they're listening to us because he's no longer recording. Yeah, of podcasts, course. So thanks. Thanks, Michael. <laughs> We've well, got to get him back on. <laughs> thanks, Michael.
1: <laughs> We should actually, we should. I'll contact him.
0: Yeah. Is he in your, is he in your part of the world or my part of the world? Oh, it's coming up with summer. He might've come back here. Yeah. He's in Sydney. Yeah. Okay. Um, So
1: that that I think is, it's, is a really good question and it'd be great to hear from people say how they use them. Do they use them for events, uh, taking the kids out or just going for a blast on an early Sunday morning or Is it one of those, come rain or shine, you're going to work and back in it? Or some days you just get up and go, I don't care what the weather's doing. I don't care about anything else. I'm going for a
0: drive in it. Um, Jeez, it's rained in Sydney and Melbourne a lot lately.
1: It has been for a while, hasn't it? Like, Like,
0: Sydney's rained for over a year, basically.
1: Exactly, yeah. I saw that quite a few people have said to me in Sydney, it's been horrific. People who've got cars that they don't want to take out in the rain. Yeah, well, they never drive them. Never get to go out.
0: No, they wouldn't. Yeah. The Carrera T. We, we we sort of got the hijacked there by one of us. What, what do you think about the yes. Carrera T?
1: I think the what they what they originally meant for it to be, I think is good. It's a stripped out, lightweight, slightly lower powered manual car to properly drive, enjoy, accessible, usable power, on on the road without being completely insane and. You could, you, I suspect, you could take it on a track, and it would still be really enjoyable.
0: Well, like every nine eleven, yes, not, it would be.
1: Yes, but it, it but from now, what, what you've said about the Carrera S, it, it's and and what your dealership has said that everybody just comes and ticks all the boxes and goes, is that people thinking like they did before with the 991 Carrera C that it's it's one of those that you use lightly and then you sell on in five years time because you know X Y Z is the price has gone up but with um but if it's pdk and it's optioned like a carrera s but the price is very similar then then you're starting to think well yeah the difference between saying this carrera s is for this group of people or this persona
0: uh then
1: Carrera S just massively overlaps that it's almost it's almost the same.
0: I, I reckon I don't know if this is fact or not, but I see a lot more Carrera S's on the road than just Carreras with 992. So um, I I wonder me, how many Carreras are actually sold compared to I, I don't think I've
1: seen one. I don't think I've seen one a, a Carrera. I I see a lot of um I've seen a few sort of modern day targas um, love I've them. Seen quite a lot of yeah, And and few convertibles. Uh, and I've seen quite a lot of GTSs. But not a lot of just basic... I don't think I've ever seen one, actually, on the road. No poverty packs? No.
0: Nothing. Okay. The, um... Any other portion news you got up your sleeve?
1: Uh, yes. The UK headquarters had a grand relaunch opening, and I was lucky enough to be invited. Was it exciting? Um... It, it was. Do you know what? It was. Um, they had lovely Tom Kerridge street food, you know, champagne was flowing, DJ Spoony was there, did in the Beats, and, uh, and they had uh, a 993... Uh, sorry, not 993, <laughs> what were you talking about. They had a GT3 RS on display. Oh, yeah, one. okay, the Hot Wheels car. Uh, yeah, and it was... So it had arrived that morning, because it was an evening
0: event, they were about...
1: Between 350 to 500 people. Is it
0: massive? Is it as big as it looks?
1: Yeah, it's, it's huge and it's got meeting rooms, conference rooms. I'm talking about I the car. Been back since. Oh, I thought you meant the center. The car is massive. Yeah, the car is massive. The spoiler, I'm not 6'1. The
0: spoiler is up to my face. So I could walk under it.
1: Yeah. Um, and the I thought, I, I tried to open the door, but it's locked. Um, later on, I found Can out you give the, give the, keys? the door was unlocked. No, is that crowded in there? I don't know how someone unlocked one door and not the other. Don't they know um, who you are? I know. It turns out they don't, so you know. Yeah, okay, <laughs> 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 and uh so but the thing is it was um it had just come back from Top Gear recording their review of it. Slogging the guts out of it. Slogging the guts out of it, and it's uh and it's just been cleaned, detailed, new tires, because they've been shredded, and they just basically piled it straight in. So yep. it's, beca- it's the press car. And also, you know, if you go and look on YouTube, you see, or they auto trade a YouTube channel, and you see Rory Reed thrashing the life out 903. Uh, why do I keep pulling it 903? GT3 RS, it's that one. Yeah, OK. Uh, it's that very one, so it's the same registration. Um, and the center is fantastic. It's a big, I mean, it's, they, they call, I think they've called it Destination Porsche or something like that. Sure. But it's, it's become a place where you can meet, you know, people can, if they're having a leadership meeting, get uh, together, yeah, okay. conference annual, center whatever, type you thing. Can book, yeah, conference center, you can get catering in, you yeah. can get, um. you know, and there's a coffee shop where you can meet and sit and chat. Um, there weren't that many cars on display they had a few Panameras. um there was uh yeah. there was a there was a, there, yeah, there was a selection of nine elevens but nothing amazing apart from the uh the g three r s yep they had a pre a three five six which was gorgeous lovely uh you got a new appreciation for that car i reckon uh yes oh it it i mean it looks when you see it it was silver and it was it just looked so clean yep because it was you know very unmolested mm-hmm. and then there was the racing uh porsche adam smalley races and it was i was at the other end of the the center and it and they drove it in and you know those things the noise they make yeah and everybody flocked over to have a look at it yeah um but it's it's not like a 911 when you're sat inside it's all displays and you know sequential stuff and yeah 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 everything all the pads and all of that so it was fantastic and they had the Rothmans Le Mans car but that was behind the glass I couldn't go and see like it like a 962 um,
0: or a 959 oh sorry I can't, were 951 Detroit, or a 962 it. or something
1: yeah I couldn't really see it. it had the Rothmans livery um and I couldn't really see it apart from that from a distance cause sure. it was behind a glass and it was low lighting uh, and I should have gone back later but I didn't i, I I was too busy mingling um but it's a, it's a great place and it was great to actually see the the gt3 rs in the flesh and again it kind of confirms you know i, I would never have one i would never own one it doesn't make you know even if we went back to our uh, if we're lottery winners and i've got you know 100 million in the bank i wouldn't have one because you wouldn't know what to do with it oh yeah it wouldn't well i'm not a, i'm not a track guy i wouldn't no, not, i'd
0: never take it to track
1: I mean, I guess I'd, I'd, I'd drive be a poser down in to it. My local co-op, I'd drive down to my local co-op, but it might not fit down the street. My I want husband.
0: to be one of those guys that needs to be helped out of a car. I want to be like a you know a seventy-eight year old that is driving around a GT three RS that I can't get in and out of properly. And you uh, and you have a, like a nursemaid that comes with yeah, you. Yeah, hoist to get me in and out. Yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: <laughs> <hoist>. <laughs> but but it's, the centre is brilliant. I'm going to go back and have a coffee during the day. Yeah. Um. So it it was awesome. And I'd recommend if anybody's in the area, go
0: and have a look. Good one. Oh, I nearly forgot. I got an invite today to the GD4RS launch here in Perth. Not this Saturday, next Saturday. Oh. With a tentative test drive coming up shortly after. Get out. Really? Mm. That's amazing. Tentative. That, but that'll be.
1: That'll be really interesting to get what you think. Obviously, you you're having regularly used day-to-day almost the GT4 that you've got. Yeah. And then jumping into that. Into the that, latest and
0: greatest. Cause,
1: yeah, because it kind of felt to me that when, when the numbers came out on it and everybody talked about it, and I thought, have they limited that to stop it being faster than a GT3?
0: Look, I reckon the numbers are showing that it's not as fast, right? I'm talking about... Nürburgring times, lap times around circuits, yeah. that sort of thing, right? But nearly everyone that's driven one and reviewed it in some form or another believes they can drive that car faster than they can drive a GD3, right? But oh. it's still it's still not a GD3. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's still that, you know, like a Hurricane is to an Aventador, you know, Mentality, it's still the little car versus the big daddy car. But you know what? That's, you know, which like I, I was in the fortunate position where I got to drive a 991.1 GD3 and my GD4 that I bought. And I bought the GD4 because I could actually drive it better and fit in it better. And I felt like a better car to me to drive for me, not because it is a better car, but what I wanted out of a car. And, you know, mm. what if, I, if I wanted a manual gd3 i'd have to go to 991.2 and that's getting in a lot of money yeah you know so i was at the very cusp of you know i could have got into a gd3 a 991.1 gd3 pdk car but i i wanted three pedals on the floor and it's not because I'm, i want to drive it the fastest It can be driven it's because i wanted the engagement and you know what every time i get in that car and i get in that car most days like you pointed out it's an event. Yeah, you know, it's just you can drive the thing oh, at forty yeah. kilometres an hour, and it's woo. <laughs> you know, so oh,
1: I mean, you you saying that it's really interesting because remember when we had Paul on from engineering? Yes, and he he had a a pristine Cayman, mm-hmm. and then he bought his dream car, the nine nine one Carrera T. Yep, and he very quickly realised. I prefer my Cayman, each, and then sold. Each day, I owns. think it was within a number of weeks, exactly. And it's number; it was within a number of weeks. He went, "No, it's not. It's that kind of don't meet your heroes kind of thing." But, um, but it's but it is interesting that you say that, and it'd be really interesting to see how you um, get on if you once you get get to drive that. It's uh, probably GC4S. getting. I'm a, I'm
0: a little nervous that it could be an expensive test drive because you're gonna wrap it around a. A lamppost no that's that's just an insurance claim i'm more concerned about whether or not i want to keep it oh God. <laughs> um i don't know i mean the thing is
1: it's it will it must surely it must be less enjoyable on the roads compared to your car oh, look, to if fast it
0: fast. if it has more theater and let's face it it sounds like it will have with the internal yeah. noise like the internal noise—I cannot even believe that my car's street legal with the exhaust noise that the thing makes—and it's still got the stock exhaust. It's got the sports exhaust, like all GT fours have, right? With that, mm. thi- with that thing going, you know, at full song, and then you take your foot off the accelerator and let the runoff happen—it's <laughs> a miracle you don't get pulled over. And you got the intake noise and the inside of the thing—you can let's make it. You know, it's yeah, it's a very visceral car.
1: Because uh, I think. It is getting to the point where they're getting quite loud because I was walking down the high street with my daughter and an M5.
0: Oh, yeah. all will let you. car. Yeah. Your yep. that,
1: yeah, that that went down the high street and the guy came off the accelerator as he was rolling down because it's yeah. downhill.
0: Popping and farting and carrying the on, was noise, it? noise.
1: Yeah, popping and farting. And my daughter's like jumped and covered her ears. And I just thought, that is ridiculously loud for... <laughs> a modern or, car or saloon
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah and a modern car because and it's turbo powered because turbo powered always mutes it so they have to adjust the exhaust to give it more noise Yep. Yeah. Um, so I, I was surprised by that but you just saying about Nürburgring and stuff because I don't know if we talked about this last time but the G3 RS has been around the Nürburgring hasn't it and they've released the numbers and it's something like they said it's 9 to 10 seconds faster was it
0: Yes, I think 649 is the number of, of memory. They yeah, wanted to get so under 650.
1: It's And they made it by the skin of their teeth
0: after about 500 laps. Yeah, exactly. Laps.
1: And, and that's the thing. It's, I mean, when, when they, which driver was it? They, um, it wasn't their fastest driver,
0: but it was the one that was most involved with the development.
1: Yes. But it wasn't was he the one who was at Silverstone as well? Because Henry Catchpole tested it at Silverstone, didn't he? And he that driver took him around and he said he doesn't really change the settings, the rebound and compression and all of that on the steering wheel. He doesn't really change that a lot. Um, but then I guess when you're involved with the development and it's developed on the Nürburgring, ring and it's developed, I guess your middle, your default setting is the best for those conditions i He'd actually think,
0: i actually think that was all very underwhelming like when i was when i was reading the press release and that by porsche they had the opportunity really to like they're only doing it for porsche geeks right? yeah absolutely. so they should have fully geeked it out yeah, three clicks on you know rear rebound, two clicks on compression. Tell us what they did. So if you're going out and buy one, you're going to bigger and you know what you have to do to to get the time they did. Type you know removing the talent part of it of course. Yeah, I think they should. Have, they could have really made it a a big technical thing because that's who's interested in that number. There's like that number's not selling more cars because you can't buy one, right? So you know it's not yeah. like. The thing could have gone around in seven and a half minutes, right? Forty seconds slower than the old one. And yep. you know what? It wouldn't no one was pulling their sails. Everyone would have still taken the car.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because the for me, it's because that stuff didn't really win win me. Oh, I wasn't that interested in it. Of course, it's a car that I would never. Even if I had the money, I wouldn't buy. Even if I was allowed to buy it, I wouldn't buy um and again it's one of those it, when you see it in person it is a thing to behold you look at it and go bloody hell and especially when you're looking at it and you're going every little wingler you know every little bit of attachment to the body arrow on the roof the rails all of those things it's doing something it's there it has a function whereas sometimes you look at a car and you think why does it look like that that's pretty ugly but whereas because can't yeah, said that about function, mclaren's well, I'm not really into the whole McLaren thing. Yeah, I'm just joking. Um, but, the, but the thing is, it's and then, then you go, well, it actually, is a, it is a race car. It, it is a track car. So I can, I can understand that and I can see, especially when you're looking down the side and there's that cutout by the front wheel where you're looking at the tread on the tire.
0: How noisy do you reckon that is on the body? I don't know. With the stuff it would be kicking up, right, and whacking the, the inside of that garden all down the side of the car. it would be copping hiding.
1: It's got to be, hasn't it? So yeah. when you you know when someone buys run in three years' time when it's got two thousand track miles on it, it probably needs <laughs> needs <laughs> twenty thousand pound respray. But anyway, that 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 was you know it was quite interesting to hear that it did that time. And then when uh, Henry Catchable did it, uh, did the review on it. Uh, again, I, I, I just thought halfway through, I thought I'm going to watch it till the end, but I wasn't that interested in anything that they had to say when they're talking about rebound and all of that sure. stuff. And you're right, sure. there, are, there will be people out there interested, but if someone was talking about the career of C, for example, I'd probably be more interested.
0: Yeah, fair, fair enough. Anyway, I just thought yeah. it was a missed opportunity. They could have given us more detail about, it, about the record break, you know, how, wh- what did they do to the car to get it to that point? Here's my point. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, I get that. We've had some reviews come through. I think some people want the key fob.
1: Really? I was just thinking, have we had anything? Because I haven't heard anything. And, I, and, I, and it's still, you know, it's burning a hole in the drawer of my desk.
0: <laughs> it's <weighing laughs> down. It's on the top floor of the house and it's going to pull the place over. The, yeah, um, exactly, exactly. Let me see. Yeah, um, give me a moment. I'm going to try and pull up the reviews. Where are my
1: reviews? You can't hear my, chair sque- my chair has started squeaking today. You can't hear that,
0: can you? Um... <laughs> okay, I got two here since the key fob announcement. Only two. Come on, people. Only two. Yeah, come on, give us some more reviews. Someone must want it.
1: Oh, it's not uh, that. Bold. Let's
0: face it, as oh, well. No. You didn't want it, so you know it's not exactly a great prize. But that aside, I'll read them out. This one's from the USA, from 2P and a pod. Oh, yeah, I only I only carry one. I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Both Porsche enthusiasts that take you through living, owning, driving your Porsche. Mark and Ajmal have a great chemistry together and a lot of fun listening to them. Keep up the great work. Two thumbs up. Five-star review. Thank you, 2Ps and a pod. The next well, one is from It's It's 911. From Australia. Um, Mark and Ajmal, I enjoy your Porsche and Ferrari SUV ramblings. And Ajmal's dulcet (laughs) tones. I feel I'm the same type as you both with a 1967 short wheelbase right-hand drive 912, right-hand drive 1973 911T coupe, and a 1957 right-hand drive speedster. I really want a GD4, but maybe a better washed 996. Keep up the good work and thank you, Jeff in Sydney. That's I'm good Jeff. review, isn't it? He's got a great garage a there. Review.
1: I know. He's not, he's not the same as me. He's got better cars than me. <laughs>
0: he's got better cars than all of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shame about okay, the right so and drive off. speech though. They're oh, um, supposed to have a steering wheel on the other side. It's a speed stuff across. So anyway, I don't know. the I don't um know. But oh, look, who wouldn't take it? Love a speed stuff. Um yeah, so there are two reviews. I'll let you decide where you want to send it. we'll um, we'll 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 choose we'll decide offline. Yeah, good idea.
1: idea. Um the um them them
0: what, is, what
1: are the stats like on because we've recently had messages from people who are wanting to sponsor, be sponsors? Oh, that's on the a podcast. great
0: question. I'm glad you asked, Tajma. Seeing I've yeah, got that information um, handy are right we, now. Oh, because are we, are we
1: like, are people more than three people listening? Because, yeah, we've we, had, On
0: we, one occasion sponsors. we had four, but that was when your mum tuned in, right? Oh, uh, yeah. No, no, in all, in all seriousness, <laughs> in the last um, month, We've actually been the number one. At, we've peaked, not always, but we've peaked as number one podcast, automotive, in Italy and Singapore. Oh we, wow! Yes, grazie tutti to the Italians. I don't know how to say thank you in um, Chinese oh, don't, don't in Mandarin. Offend
1: our uh, Italian friends.
0: <laughs> the um, what else? Our top. We, we've been we we within the top ten. Of every nation in Europe, with the exception of Spain, they don't like us for some reason. The um, and top five in most of the um, highly populated, higher um, population countries, so Netherlands, Belgium, um, France, Germany, which so top five in those ones. So yeah, it's all overall. It's um, yeah, we're going quite well. Australia, we've peaked at number fifteen. Great Britain, seventeen. And number thirty-eight in the USA—that's got to be a record for us.
1: Ooh, that has that, got to be, isn't it? Yes,
0: thirty-eight in the US. That—I'm really happy about that. Yeah, good numbers. We've had—I um, think we've just tipped over twenty thousand downloads too since you have come on board as co-host. Okay, it's gone—it's uh, gone quite quickly from ten thousand to twenty thousand. That's pretty good. Yeah, so. There's definitely more people listening to more episodes. Of the um, recent episodes, let me have a look. You and I, no guest, um, had a discussion about what makes a car a classic. You might recall about oh, yeah, three podcasts ago. Opinions. We had very differing opinions on that. We did. That That has been... Of the last 10 podcasts, our highest listened to episode.
1: Oh, that's that's pretty good. I'm really pleased with that. Yep. Even though, even though it's, we're going to talk about this in a
0: minute, the last podcast,
1: I, I, I was buzzing after that one.
0: Oh, who wasn't? I, I, I actually think it's our best podcast yet. No offense to previous guests, of course. But the, um, the yes. yeah, Bernard's, um, passion and enthusiasm and the um the chase for him getting his cars and his appreciation once he has you know finally acquired them it's just yeah great stories great stories yeah absolutely and
1: then i mean he sent us some articles that he's people have written about his cars and then the history that he's kind of tried to preserve and then finds out hang on this car's got an even greater history that i only just found out about and it's like wow um, and and you know obviously his family history things like that is amazing. We we need to get him. Up. We need to get him back. On. Oh, we
0: definitely look. I called the last one part one for a reason. That was just pressure him coming back. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's hope he does. Yeah, let's um, hope he does. And
1: yeah, so that that's actually that's pleased me because you know, that kind of makes sense now. Why
0: people are contacting us saying they want to be, they want to sponsor. Um, yeah, so I, don't, we should I allow... don't know if that's going to pay for the brake replacement your 996, but we'll keep we'll keep it's plugging
1: not, away. It's not, it's not. But we we should uh, allow some sponsors because it would pay for better kit or
0: something like that that we'd need. Or we could just get some sponsors and decide to donate the sponsor dollars to a charity of our choice.
1: Don't talk about my nine nine six like that. All <laughs> oh, right. Sorry. You mean the <laughs> you mean the charity?
0: <laughs> I said our choice, not your choice. I said our choice. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, do I don't. I can I think we're a long way away from ever doing this for a living. Okay. So the reality yes. is, the um, token amount would mean a, a lot more to people who have a lot less.
1: Yes. No, I agree with that completely.
0: Seeing that we're Perhaps both in we, the privileged position to um, own multiple German sports cars.
1: Yes. So I think what we could do is see if we can get some sponsors on board um, and then see what, what the level of funding that we're getting together and then come to a decision on where it needs it's to go. It's a great go. idea. And then maybe get a guest on from said charity. That, yeah, I think it's a good idea. Um and there was, you know, I had a discussion yesterday. This is, we're going totally off topic now, but with somebody yesterday about how over here, there's the charity commission and you abide by certain rules of course, of how charities are run. But then I listened to a Ted talk a long time ago about someone who ran a charity, but they ran it completely as a business. They had a really high paid CEO and they were booking out big stadium events. They were making a lot of money, but because they were then donating that money, they didn't call themselves a charity, but they became charity by their actions and the charity commission came in and said no you can't do you can't spend that much money on a ceo we need to limit how much you're spending uh, okay paying people I'm sure this dividends you can't have shareholders and it crushed the amount of money that they were bringing in and then donating to good causes and it's i think that needs that charity sector somehow needs rethinking i don't know what the answer is but i, th- I know there, it's, there it's are
0: law, there are rules of compliance here in Australia because. Once a charity is registered, it does give certain tax benefits to donors. So, look, I don't think we're going to be in the stratosphere of, um, you know, ending world hunger. However, the um, I think we'll concern ourselves with those uh, details once we get closer to it. Do you think we'll be able to come up with
1: alternative fuels? I'm talking about to replace the gas
0: that we're not getting from Russia and... Uh... Yeah, look, that's know, that only a problem think. for you guys. We've got plenty over here.
1: Oh, I'm all right, Jack. <laughs> 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 because the thing is that everyone's now saying we're going to have rolling blackouts. Not rolling blackouts. They're going to be, you know, in the wind. Aren't they called brownouts where they're rolling? <laughs> well, yeah, probably. But <laughs> around here, it'll be sort of three hours in the evening. You might not have any power. And Really? Yes, yeah, that's actually a reality. It sounds like in the backwoods of Indonesia
0: or something that you guys are living in now. Aren't you supposed to be like the developed yeah. world?
1: Um, so they say. What's uh, wrong but, with your renewables? Um, well, they're not. They're not getting the, the they investment.
0: Dr- aren't they drilling holes in the uh, the North Sea or something like that? Isn't that where you guys get all your oil from?
1: Uh, Yes, I am shooting no, from yeah.
0: the hip I have no idea. I'm just speculating. Yeah,
1: because the percentage of well, where our fuel comes from is it's divided up. You know where the different areas that it comes from. Sure. And it's because the war in Ukraine happened. Um, it didn't. Well, you know, it affected a big supply, big percentage of the supply. Sure. So uh, it did. No, it didn't. It didn't affect it. Sorry, that that's wrong. It had the potential to be affected. Ah. So it meant that companies could then increase the price.
0: So So they've just gouged, haven't
1: they? Yeah, exactly. So when you think, well, actually, oil companies, gas companies, electricity companies are making more profits than they've ever done. I'm not talking, you know, a million here, a million there. I'm talking hundreds of millions, in some cases, billions. And then you think, and there's fuel poverty, you know, people who are, Having to choose between eating and heating the house,
0: or yeah, that's that's a problem. To,
1: getting to work, and then you're then you're there going. Well, hang on, it's not. You've used what's going on in Ukraine as an excuse to make more money. Yes. Um, so it's yeah, it's, it's it it's sounds a to me the like there's some
0: it. fiscal responsibility that the government needs to get involved in in some form or another.
1: I think when we get a government, time to trip. Uh, that, oh, yeah, I forgot about
0: that. Time to trip up, yeah, It's time it to dip their fingers into the free market and v- reduce their freedom.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, when we get when we get a government, um,
0: which has probably been are, are you are you getting Boris back? No,
1: he's he's confirmed on not that this is a political Sunday. show, of
0: course, but yeah, just through sheer entertainment value, you know, he's here. Yeah, curious. yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, it's. Um, It's, I I guess, from your point of view, it is entertainment. From my point of view, I'm watching a train crash.
0: How much does it affect your life, um, you reckon? uh,
1: Well, it it doesn't affect me directly, but when you think about the future of my children and our school and the, you know, and infrastructure and, you know, renewables and planning for the future of our country and the future generations, then you're there going, actually, we've had, you know, austerity where, 2010, the government sure. came in and they stopped spending on everything mm-hmm. uh, because of the credit crunch, which this government blamed the previous incumbent. <laughs> that does, that for, doesn't um, sound very familiar. Yeah, okay. That's, yeah, That so it's, that's par for the course, but it was the, you know, the world global credit crunch sure. that caused the problem. Mm-hmm. And they came in and they spent no money on anything, cut spending on everything. Uh, low-tax, small-government kind of thing. They're just continuing with that. And now, because we've had the pandemic, then um, we've had Brexit, which uh, Brexit is, you know, it's a shit show that keeps giving. Um, And so now, whatever government comes in, they've got to deal with that, but they're going to deal with it in more extreme ways. So when I think about my children for the future and the things that they're going to have to live through... Those things are happening now. So, you know, education, national health service, infrastructure,
0: renewables, climate, all of these uh, things. Do you, want, Green do, you, do you need me to send you standing. through some links to some properties here in Perth?
1: Uh, probably, no, but then you've got the ozone layer thing over there. Uh, no, no you don't. We don't have many. one. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But according to our former
0: prime minister, the ozone layer is fixing itself. Oh nice yeah okay. Yeah. Oh, look, if well, look if if that if that is the case we need to get him back just until it's finished and then you can get rid of him no, again.
1: No not him not him the one the one after him who had 44 or 45 days of being a prime minister.
0: Oh, oh the other other oh, the her. Yeah. Yeah the her. And the, the only British was, prime minister to span two monarchs.
1: I know and yet still <laughs> 40 days, uh, short, 44 days or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, 40, 44 days. And, and it, but it's a nice perk, though, because if you're a former prime minister, yeah. do you know for the rest of your life you get £115,000 a year? And so that, my friend, is austerity. Exactly. So anyway. I should, instead of just instead of just going for a job, why don't I just apply to be prime minister, but I need to be an MP? That, that can't
0: be that hard, can it? I reckon it might be a very, um, boys club slash girls club. Yeah. You, know, you don't look driven exactly. enough to get the vote.
1: Uh I I I could be I could become misogynist sexist racist and I'd be straightened. <laughs> <laughs> I would I hate all immigrants even though my parents are immigrants. Uh I hate people who don't have money shirkers I like grafters uh it's all the stuff that they they all say that stuff and they get voted in so you know i don't know
0: what's wrong with people anyway that's enough politics yes
1: so so yes that but on the whole sponsors we'll we'll try and do something yeah and bring somebody on, on board for sure uh, and then hopefully have have a have a guest on i uh i messaged magnus and said um, because obviously he's doing all of the the tenth anniversary of Urban Outlaw celebration. Yeah, at the which I like the museum. to yeah, which I like to think kicked off because of when us. He was on because of us when we yeah, talked yeah. about it. Oh wow, tenth anniversary! I feel like that was the first time it was said. Um, <laughs> so Spoop. I messaged him and said, "Would you like to come back?" Yeah, and I and I messaged him to say, "Would you like to come back on with your mum?" So I'm waiting to hear back from him. Yeah,
0: okay. Because you know his mum's
1: um... over in LA with him. The, um,
0: whilst we've been recording this podcast, I so actually you just received a message from Lara.
1: Saying? "I oh, just about. What was she saying?
0: She hadn't listened to Bernard's, um, podcast yet and she'll do so. Oh. I <laughs> so sent her a message. Hot. Had, I, I sent her a message. How do you think it went? You well, know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. I better listen to that. No, she's doing the old, uh, Mila Emilia over in Washington. Yeah, yeah, she's she, finished that though. Yeah, we'll she's home now. Washington. Um Ah, cool. But anyway, um I've got somebody to come on to the podcast, hopefully next week, who is very out wide and different to any of our other guests that I'm quite looking forward to talking to. Ooh. I don't wanna throw any names out there because it's a he and we're just back and forth in a bit to try and tee up a time where he is on the planet versus where I am and versus where you are, Rajmal. It's just a bit of a juggling act on time zones right now. But I think I've got a I've got a time that's going to work for all three of us relatively well. I'm just waiting for him to uh, confirm. And we might, hopefully we'll um, have him on board for next week. In the meantime, I think we'll put together, do a bit more due diligence and get Bernard on again in the uh, coming couple of weeks, if possible, as well.
1: Yes, that'd be amazing. Yep, to continue that conversation with him. And um, that I, th- I think we've got we've got hopefully a good lineup of guests coming up in the next few weeks. We haven't because then it's just roll. Sometimes to roll into guest after guest, and then we start thinking, "Hang on, I've got stuff building up that I need to talk to you about." Yeah, you right. about we, we, need our, we need we need
0: our yet. crap on time too, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know,
1: much like today, where we can go off on a tangent at every every turn,
0: every possibility. I wonder what the
1: percentage. Is exactly i wonder what the percentage of time is that we we spend talking about porsche things that aren't porsche (laughs) which which leads me actually straight into yes have you seen the new rolls royce electric one
0: (laughs) yes it looks Uh, it just looks like another rolls royce
1: it doesn't it makes me think thunderbirds oh yeah okay does it come with parker it doesn't know that'd be right it probably does but it's written like an ai you know like kit um and it's yeah
0: exactly that was terrible podcasting i was just imitating a thunderbird
1: mark Mark just did an impression of a marionette puppet thunderbirds yeah puppets (laughs) and but it's um because it's electric and it's what three hundred and fifty thousand pounds
0: i have no idea i didn't see the price i
1: don't even yeah i don't even think it's all door i think it's
0: no, it's a two door. It's like similar it looked very similar to me to the Wraith. Right? You know, the two door. Yeah, kind of when you thing. first look at it. But it's you, a you, bigger one. Like it's built on the same platform as the Phantom yeah, A. Yeah, it's
1: built on because the Phantom A was was kind of built to then later be electrified. I think they I already think had that in right. mind yeah. for the batteries mm-hmm. and things like that. But um but when I but when I think about it and I think oh going electric, um perfect brand for it. But I just did, a, I just did a, a video on this as well, where I feel like we've totally forgotten why we were going electric. <laughs> <laughs> why are we going electric again? Oh, so we can dig up more stuff out of the ground, transport it around the world. Because <laughs> the, the carbon footprint of every one of these massive electric cars is now bigger than the petrol version.
0: Even the smaller ones are, Rajmal. There was that, there's that, there's oh, there's that are, um, yes. document released by Volvo, what was it, about 18 months ago? Yeah, the XC Forty. Yeah, they did that. Yeah.
1: Because what did they say? They said it was, it's you don't start at, at today's today's
0: footprint. use of renewables in today's market. The carbon footprint neutrality occurs at two hundred and twenty-four thousand kilometers.
1: Yeah, which means that the way that we buy and consume new cars is um, it will never. It's always been. It will never yeah, break it, and even. It means, yeah because if you say i'm gonna buy one and i've bought it on a you know a, a lease plan or pcp or whatever they call it uh personal contract plan and it's over four years 99 percent of people will never be carbon neutral on that because you know firstly you've got to get your electricity to charge it from you know renewable energy or well, carbon-neutral energy.
0: No, that was at today's balance of renewables versus um, fossil fuels to generate power, that figure. So it will improve, oh, right. right? That number will diminish, and probably quite quickly too in different countries where the amount of renewables used in different countries, you know, this is a global um, average that they're working on, on where their cars so, are available.
1: Well, the thing with pulse because they've released their new car, and again, it's sort of sold as an SUV, and it's not quite an SUV. I don't think it's an SUV, but they've kind of sold it like that. And then you're there going, well, actually, when it comes to hybrids or petrol-driven cars, SUVs are incredibly inefficient because they don't give you they take up so much space on the road. They are bigger, so therefore more inefficient in terms of range and moving something up and down the road and how much carbon they emit into the atmosphere and for them being made. But then. The change of the way that we use and um, emit all of this pollution, we we don't just say, well, actually that thing that we're doing that's really inefficient. let's make it electric because it means that you know it's more tax efficient. I it's don't more, th- the pollution moves out from sure. cities into, you know, the yep. industrial areas. In a third I, I, world. None of it makes sense.
0: Yeah, look, I think of all the cars that could go electric, and the reason for doing so, Rolls-Royce is a best suited. People buy those cars for luxury, silence, effortless driving, floating on a cloud, like they're the perfect car to be electric in my mind. because the you know the forget the look actually don't forget, but pull the carbon um, and pollution aspect away from it for a moment. because at no point during Rolls-Royce's construction to date before they went electric were they considering this? Okay, when they're putting twin turbo v12 motors to get about four miles per gallon under the bonnet, they're not saying we're going to electric for efficiencies they're going to electric no. for a better driving experience for the for the person who buys a Rolls-royce that's my opinion anyway
1: yeah, because if you if if you yeah, if you separate it completely if there was no drive pardon the pun towards electrification due to the climate catastrophe that's myth. happening. Yep.
0: It's not a myth. No, no. It's, um, Using that excuse is a myth. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. Using that excuse. Yes, yeah, sorry. Sorry. They're driven by that myth that it's going to... Save the world. Um, and, 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 and at one point it would have been, you know, when you think about the, older, the, the original sort of mid-90s, um, early 2000 electric cars that were coming along that were kind of designed for range and efficiency, because, because um, battery technology wasn't as, as advanced as it is now, then that was different. Because you were thinking, well, actually, I want it to be more efficient. And I want it to have maximum range. Because so they're all really um, aero efficient. They have really super skinny tires. Whereas now, they're just your normal car, massive, heavy, F1 Lightning truck. I mean, look at that. And then you go, well, why is that? But if you say then say, well, actually, if there wasn't. Well, there was no climate emergency, and there was no one was saying you can't drive in cities uh, in combustion engine cars. Would they? We would still be driving those big,
0: you know, petrol,
1: diesel—not not even diesel. Well, 90, 90, petrol cars.
0: 90 plus percent of the world still is ashmol. There was no chance of electrification becoming the norm. It's a push by a minority in the industry, and that's the reality. Is all the talk is coming out of a couple of countries you just happen to live in mm. one of them right yeah the cars are a non-issue here in Australia sure they're selling them right but people there's like if you could not charge it at home you could not you could not live with one we don't have the infrastructure here right you don't have the mm. infrastructure there you know the end and the north and in the USA they don't have the infrastructure there either right so and like, how many Teslas, and I'm going to use Tesla as an example because I know they didn't invent the electric car, but they're the, one, they're the ones that have made electric cars successful, right? Yeah. They've made it aspirational. No, maybe, but that, that aside, the, there's no one who's living in New York can have one because, you know, one, no one's got any garages. They no. can't leave a car parked for three hours to charge anywhere in New York. Without getting charged a fortune in parking, right? The whole thing, yeah. you know. The, the reality is, if you can't use it from home, where you do? Like mm. for me, if I had one at home, and if I chose to charge it during the day, it would it would be relatively cheap because I'd just be having to look at what average down the cost of the solar array on my roof, right? Mm. Just because the days of sunlight we have here and all those sorts of things. But if if I, it's not possible to actually use one. If I couldn't charge it at a home, in the reality, yeah, the, I know the places are there and all those sorts of things, but the reality is you can't. It's just a pain in the ass.
1: I think there's a, there's a difference, I guess, in landscape, in physical landscape, because in the distance between places in Australia and the US is much bigger. And I get the point about New York. Yep. Um, so for in in London, for example, there will always be spaces, places where you can charge, but again, you're right, it'll be expensive.
0: Because someone recently. There was a news article. The systems don't work. It's slow. The companies are slow only. And expensive. The, com- the companies are only incentivized to build new, ch- more charging stations, not maintain the existing ones. So, you know, every second charging point you pull up to has got a problem.
1: Yeah, the, that is. A, I've read that. I've, I've heard about that. And I think the thing about um, when it's really. There's someone, there was a news article recently that charging a car per mile as is not far off miles per gallon cost sure. of fuel um but that's when you charge publicly not charging at home yeah, of course or you can get like a supercharger not supercharger but you know, whatever a charger put in yeah. yeah and um but to me it's it's you know we're moving the problem outside of the cities because where the cars are produced and when they're transported because we're not transporting them in electric tankers they're diesel tankers they're not you know the 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 footprint, of, like we talked about earlier, of a produced electric car that's an SUV, for example, sat outside your door with zero miles on it, it's brand spanking new, is huge relative to my nine eleven or my Audi A three, which has one hundred eighty thousand miles on it, uh, or my yeah nine eleven that has a hundred and fifty eight thousand miles on it. The you know the the footprint is. It,
0: to me, yeah, it just yeah, but you're you are fo-
1: still heading down that path. Yeah, but the
0: footprint of your um, nine eleven or your a three has the benefit of being shrunk through use, right? Yes. You haven't given that benefit to the big thing parked out the front that you just gave the example of. In twenty five years, if that big electric thing's still on the road, it's a big if. But mm. it's a big if for an IMS problem in a nine nine six too, for a lot of owners. Okay. So yeah. You know the. I think it's unfair to not to use time to dilute the footprint of one example and not consider that for the other.
1: But I think the, what about the? Because the we all know the battery technology. Battery is going to degrade over a period of time. But how
0: many people do you see still use an iPhone four? They're everywhere, aren't they? Can't change battery in those, but people still flog away at them. This will happen with cars. They'll be too expensive not to. You're not going to cry uh, with how expensive these cars are. There's no cheap electric cars mm. in the market. They're in, a product no. for the affluent, right? Therefore, yeah. it's like they're the equivalent of an iPhone. No one's building an Android car yet where it's only going to cost you $10 okay. versus a, you know, the, the, or £10 versus a £500 iPhone.
1: But all that stuff surely will come as production and that, of electric and, and cars. And doesn't that then mean...
0: The um the carbon footprint will shrink accordingly. I'm, just, no, I don't I, I, I'm not will I'm not condoning either example here. I'm just trying to give it. I just know we've got one listener in particular, Todd, is very passionate about this cause, and he'd be very interested to hear all this.
1: Yes, because I I I am very interested to to wait for the research. On, the that's not good in, business sense. No one's researching buy that. Seven year old Tesla. No, but you buy a what? A seven eight year old Tesla Model S. Can you? Yeah, of course, good. So, it'd
0: be it scares it. would scare the shit me, out maybe. of you to spend your money to do it, though, knowing what battery tech is like in from our experience of of mobile phones, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. So if you went and and it's, it's still, I, I accept your, your assumption,
0: right? But point i made about people still walking around with smash screen mm. iphone 4s right that are seven eight years old now
1: i don't actually know anybody who's using an iphone 4 actually
0: yeah okay i don't is it is it still because i've got an old ipad i think my i think my wife uses an iphone 6 i'm sure it's not as old but there'd be model s is that old
1: yeah, because I think iPhone six is the first sixty four bit one, oh, so know. they've stopped supporting anything older than that. Right, so, so, I've oh, the, so
0: the ones early that were made by Atari, were they? Uh,
1: yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so, I, <laughs> um, but the sixty four bit architecture of the processor, um, and I've got one of the first iPads with that. So they they still send updates, but they're just security little patches. So, and and one of my daughters uses it every now sure. again, and she's she's three, and she's starting to realise they're giving me the dud one, because <laughs> 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 you can see her bashing the screen, saying, yeah. "Why isn't it doing this thing?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whereas my older daughter has a brand new one, yeah, that zings, there smoothly working yeah. everything out. Yeah, look yeah, what exactly. I've got. Yeah.
0: <laughs> do, you exactly. so how, do you think that's do you think that's how early um, Model S owners feel about uh, new Model Ys?
1: Well, the, the, it's that whole thing about forced obsolescence, isn't it? Because if, if, if your iPhone 4 is still working and it's not broken and suddenly Apple are now saying, but we're no longer supporting the software on it so you'll get exposed to hacking or you know viruses and no more updates to, so you can keep using new apps and things like that. What happens in your Model S when the processor is not fast enough anymore, or the software is too old and it can't be updated anymore? When Space Invaders um,
0: appears on your screen, because that's the only software it, it can use.
1: Exactly. Does that mean that that car is no longer usable, or do, or does it just say, well, actually, it will just be used as a car. It's no longer, you know, the iPad version. It's to, just it's just a car that drives.
0: Ajmal, well, to bring this back to a Porsche topic for a moment. Oh yeah. Sorry, yeah, we were I've talking got, about that right now. Okay. in my GD 4 2016 model, right, it's mm-hmm. got PCM 3.1. 2016, six years ago, right? Yep. The graphic interface on this thing is a disgrace. Nothing ages my car more than the green screen equivalent, social equivalent that is the PCM in this car. <laughs> That is interesting because, obviously, my car, my 996. No, it will age better as a result the of not having the, your screen in your car, except for your yeah. digital display for your, your um, temperature. Speed.
1: I d- I, mine doesn't have temperature in it. Oh, doesn't it? <laughs> Mine's the one before that.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> hey, I'd just be grateful it's nine It literally on... has the speed. <laughs> it has the speed. The clock. <laughs> what about the... <laughs> No, no, the clock only came on the S back then. <laughs> Just be grateful it's not a 997.1 with a keypad to dial people on on the phone on the, on the next to the radio.
1: Oh, God, yes. That is yes. a
0: shocker, isn't it?
1: I know. I know.
0: Don't get me wrong, great driving car, but my goodness, does that, that there ages that car almost as bad as the, the screen does in mine. I know. Anyway, <laughs> I, I, like how
1: you go
0: I reckon we pull a pin on today. I think we've uh, crapped on yes. enough. I bet we've covered uh, the British government, renewables, how bad the um, footprint is on generating an electric car, which we seem to be very repetitive on, and yes. just for you, Todd, and the um, we've covered the Carrera T, and the key fob, the key fob, the
1: key.
0: Fob. Oh, the key fob. We'll give that to one of our two reviews. Thanks, everyone. And the, no, how many
1: weeks have we done that? That just says everything about ours. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how, how is it we can peak at number one automotive podcast? Has no one in Italy or Singapore want this thing? Do they know that, yeah, that, know. that Porsche can't give them away? i to Singapore.
1: I know. It's 50 quid. I'm just going
0: that, eBay it, was it was, was never going, going to, to be 50 quid, was it? If they're giving away in show well, bags, it was never going to be 50 quid.
1: Well, yeah, it's probably like a faulty batch or something.
0: (laughs) Now, yours is made out of pleather.
1: Yeah, or or lead.
0: No, vegan (laughs) leather. Okay. Anyway. Vegether. Leather. Thank you for today. It's been fun. It has. It's good to catch up. Yep. Well, uh, we did ask for some answers to how people are using their 996s. I look forward to hearing from people out there. Absolutely. And I just want to say a big thank you to everybody who's listening in places
1: like Italy and Singapore. And I want to go to Italy now. <laughs>
0: Why not Singapore?
1: Too far. I don't like flying.
0: We're talking, about? It's, not, it's only like it's less than four hours from my house. From your house? But also, aren't you? Same not time allowed
1: zone. To have... Is it right hand drive cars in Singapore? It is, isn't yeah, it, it is. Yeah. You're not allowed to have left
0: allowed to have left-hand drive cars there, are you? I don't know. I know it's extremely expensive to register cars because they have like a set number of licenses that are issued. Ah, yes. You know, so you need to buy this license off someone else to go and buy a new car or something like that. I've heard it's something like that. If any of listeners in Singapore, and we know you're out there, let us know. (laughs) Yeah. Let us know how, what's what's yes. the story. How do you buy a Porsche in Singapore? I want the story. Let us know exactly. We we need that.
1: Yeah. Um, there was a, actually. I know we're we're trying to end, but I should say, um, early last week when the weather was good, it was really quite sunny over here. Obviously, it's autumn, but it was kind of twenty degrees sunny, and some thought occurred to me, which sometimes they do. Um, and whether I should just, just on the driveway, start changing the discs and pads on my car. Yes. Just start doing it. The ones that you bought for the um, boxer? Oh yeah. I'd have to go and get those off Jack. Cause yeah. they're for the back. And then i have to buy new ones for the front and pads all around. Yep. And obviously. And, have then to buy buy the, and then buy the, then buy the right, right ones again. Yep. Got it. And Then buy the right ones. Yep. Um, and, and I thought, should I just start doing it? But then I thought, well, no, cause if the weather suddenly turns. I'll have my car sat in the driveway with no wheels on.
0: Look, it is, it is a fast, easy job. It doesn't take a long time to do the pads and the, and the rotors. Like I, I repli- it's just
1: because it's in the open. I don't want to do it on my driveway. If it's a garage, I'd be quite happy just to start dismantling it. And bizarrely, because I'm not working at the moment, all the time that I'm, from the day that I gave up work, I've had, I, I've had no garage. But I had one before. Because we moved house just as I quit my job. So I could have done all of these things. I could have put loads of content out on my YouTube channel. I could have got lots of stuff done, saved lots of money, um, maybe even cleaned my... No, no, that's unlikely. I wouldn't have done that. Um, did, you, did you see my then, poster
0: cleaning my garage floor?
1: I did see that. And I was just... Jesus, it's a very satisfying after average. winter. Yeah, We're heading into winter and um, the... The garage build is not happening because we've run out of money although i did go to a cars and coffee at a local brewery yeah and uh there were at least three people who wanted to go and have a proper look at the 996 is that right and see the patina (laughs)
0: let's Um, finish there i had to leave on the on the patina. let's finish on on the the patina. yes
1: yes it's been fantastic great to catch up and thank you to everybody who's been listening
0: Thanks for listening, everyone. See you later.
1: Bye.